I'm Dr. Bonacici. I'm a facial plastic surgeon here in Vancouver. In our practice, we see a lot of patients for what we call aging face surgery or facial rejuvenation surgery. And over the years, we've made uh, some educational videos about facelift surgery and some of the techniques that we use. Um, and, you know, they're getting a little tired, so we thought we, we'd do a, a new series of them and also incorporate some of the new things uh, that have developed or some of the new, new techniques that are being used um, with this type of surgery. So this is a series of videos that includes some educational information and also some video footage of actual surgery. And I'm not expecting people to sort of be able to decide what type of facelift they need or, or what techniques gonna be best for them. But it's, it's a way for people to get exposed to some of the different techniques. And of course, you know, all surgeons have to decide what's the best technique for a particular patient given what their anatomy is like, given what their goals are. Uh, so this is just sort of a rough idea to allow people to understand some of the terminology and get a sense for maybe where they might fit in. One of the reasons we wanted to do this is that there's so much information out on the internet. There's literally hundreds of types of facelifts that people describe, and that's not really the case. There are a few very standard, useful, and, and thorough ways of performing a facelift. There's no such thing as a non-surgical facelift. There are, there are very standard, well-known uh, techniques that do work, but there's lots of different names for them. And so what I'm gonna try and do is, is, is uh, bring all of these techniques together in, in a fairly concise fashion so that people can get an idea of the three or four basic techniques that, are, that work and that are used widely, but perhaps called something different by various surgeons. Also in this series, we've got a documentation of a patient that I recently did, a deep plane facelift, and we're gonna follow her progress from prior to her surgery, her initial consults, through the surgery, you can actually watch the surgery being done, and then we'll follow her in the post-op period to give you an idea of, of what to expect, at least as a guideline. I mean, of course, everybody recovers differently. Um, some people get more swelling and bruising than others, um, but this should give you a rough idea of what it would be like to go through that type of a procedure and what would be the, the benefits of it. So let me outline for you now the topics that we're going to cover in this series. We're going to do a review of facial anatomy as it pertains to facelift surgery. We're going to review how the face ages and how you could tell or how you would know that maybe you need a facelift. We're also going to talk about some of the trends in facelifts, which often include procedures that might have the word facelift in them but aren't actually facelifts. Uh, so there's some non-surgical techniques, there's some quasi-surgical techniques like thread lifts, and then there's some of the more modern or perhaps more innovative surgical techniques that seem to give really good results for patients. And we're gonna sort of go through all of those um, with various videos. We're then gonna cover all of the specific types of surgical facelifts and what's involved in each of those. And during that time, I'll try and give you a sense for what these surgical, what these, uh, surgical techniques are often labeled or what they're called by uh, different surgeons or various practices. We're gonna talk about incisions and what to expect from those incisions in terms of scarring, how they're designed, uh, how we hide them. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll walk you through the, the course of a incision uh, healing process so you get an idea of what that looks like. We're going to compare and contrast surgical and non-surgical techniques for facial rejuvenation. I think it's important to call the surgical techniques facelifts and the non-surgical techniques Although they're called non-surgical facelifts, I think that's a misnomer. These are skin rejuvenation treatments or perhaps skin thickening treatments. But I think to call them facelifts is actually quite inaccurate and so I'll try and avoid that. Uh, I'm sure I'll fail, 
Um, there's lots of things like liquid facelifts and lunchtime facelifts and all these things. And you know, that, those terms have become so ingrained that, that people uh, you know, consider them to be a real thing, but, but they're not. We'll talk about some ancillary procedures that are often performed at the time of uh, facelift. For example, skin resurfacing, uh, eyelid procedures, brow lifts. These are things that sometimes people also benefit from uh, and like to combine them with their facelift so that, they, so that they can recover from both at the same time. Anesthetic options for facial rejuvenation. Uh, we'll go in detail uh, about the different types of anesthesia that can be used to make patients comfortable, but also to minimize the recovery period. We'll go through the recovery process of a facelift. Of course, everyone's different, but um, some of the less invasive facelifts uh, have a shorter recovery, whereas the more uh, sub substantial lifts will take a little longer to recover from. But we'll, we'll go through the re recovery process so that you know you would have an idea of what to expect from a typical uh, recovery period uh, during a facelift. We'll review why some of the surgical techniques can lead to an unnatural look to, the, to a facelift and how this can be avoided. So some of the adjuvant procedures or treatments that we use in combination with facelift surgery are non-surgical treatments. Of course, we're not, we're not calling them uh, facelift uh, techniques, but these are things that can really help give people a really nice result from their facelift overall. So those include the use of laser resurfacing for making the skin texture smoother, um, broadband light for improving pigment and, and um, uh, redness in the skin, and lastly, Botox and fillers, which can help areas of the face look much better uh, by reducing wrinkles, by adding volume, and these are things that we can't do with a facelift. So I think they really complement uh, the result and we use them uh, quite regularly to give our patients the best possible outcome. So I hope you enjoy these. Uh, try and watch them all. There's a lot of interesting information and I think that once you've digested some of the information that we present, I think you'll get a clearer idea of, of what's real and what's not, uh, the things that are helpful and, and, and perhaps aren't, and where you might fit in and whether the, this is something that might be helpful for you.